Welcome to Booze and Banter. We're all friends here. We like to talk, drink a little talk, and have a really good beer. Beer. That's what we do Tuesday nights because we like to hang out. Booze Banter. Booze Banter. We never had no clout. I've never had no doubt. Alright, what's up guys? Welcome to Booze and Banter, episode 48. It's the Tory Hunter episode. That's a great number. And we also have special guest on the pod, Mr. Kelvin Koltoff himself. Welcome back, dude. How's it going? It's good. I'm excited for round two. I, I think I learned a lot from episode, the first episode I joined in on. I, I tell you what, listening back on that one was tough that one was hard to get through Bach always talks about how he doesn't go back and listen to himself talk i feel you man you can't do it dude it's brutal <laughs> i was like the first i got halfway through and i was good and then like i could tell i started the booze started flowing a little bit i started talking a little bit more just <laughs> wouldn't shut up and i was like okay i could listen to like a minute at a time throw it on pause and just had to wait till the next day <laughs> Well, hopefully you can listen back on this one and enjoy yourself a little bit more. But we're going to start this episode, like all the others, with some happies and crappies. And again, I'm going to throw it over to our guest. Let's hear him. All right. So uh, I'll start with my crappies and then work my way to my happies. I'm actually kind of going to go uh, I'm, I'm going to go from bottom to way top here on this one. So I guess crappies, obviously the weather has been very cold up here in Fargo, like hasn't been above zero and honestly getting to the point where we can say weeks rather than days <laughs> um but this weekend this coming weekend it's going to be nice it's going to be sunny but i am scheduled to work so that really bumps me out um and also this week and next week my work schedule is just random like i got some weird shifts i usually work like a 7 a.m to 3 like a day shift but I got some 10 to 6s, 9 to 5s, noon to 8, just a bunch of weird shifts. All while the weather's getting nice. So that's kind of a crappy. Um, happy side of it, I don't work tomorrow. So it makes it a great night to be on the Booze and Banter podcast. And then another happy, obviously coming full swing from all those statements. Yesterday, I actually accepted a position um, at a job I just applied for at Aerotech. I'll be working at Aerotech come March 1st. So... Given the crappy shifts and all that jazz, working on weekends, that will be no more March first. So, oh yeah, is that a uh, uh, is that a recruiting a recruiter yeah. position? Yeah, yeah. I, I got a couple of buddies that worked there back uh, by St. Cloud. Uh, some buddies from home, and I actually was kind of going through them, trying to like look for work. And a couple of the guys there were like, "Has he ever considered like working here?" A lot of the guys that work here are like pretty similar personalities and him and all that jazz. So, kind of. Worked out pretty good that way. Yeah, I actually had a uh, a recruiter reach out to me like right when I graduated college. I started like applying for jobs, and and I actually had a, a recruiter reach out to me, and he you know threw options my way and stuff like that, and it definitely it definitely helps. And then I ended up getting <clears throat> my job at Meridian, and then of course now I have a new job at BC. But um, he actually the same guy that I'd worked with a year ago, like he he kept in touch, and he actually called me. Uh, like two weeks ago after I'd already accepted my position with BC 
and was, you know, just following up like, I sorry, I haven't been in contact with you for a while, but, you know, are you looking for a job? I told him no. And then he asked if there's anybody that was. And uh, I actually gave him a buddy of my name who then got contacted and, and offered a bunch of stuff, too. So it's it's a good job. It's actually like it's a really helpful job. Like people don't realize, like, you know, a lot of people are busy during, you know, eight, nine to five, whatever. So having somebody do that as a job is, is actually very helpful. So uh, hopefully you enjoy it and congrats. Yeah, I think I will. Um, I think that's kind of the cool side too is it's not like a, it's not like cold calls, you know, like it's more of like a warm call as you would call it. Like you were, you were looking for a job or in that it wasn't like some guy calling you up trying to sell you your car insurance, you know, it just, <laughs> you're, you're calling somebody up trying to get like sell them something that they're essentially looking for. So it's not like you're harking on people too bad, which is never that fun. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Exactly. I'm excited. Uh, I got to meet a lot of the people in the office, and it seemed like a pretty cool group of guys and girls that were there to work with. Good nice. stuff. Is that in Fargo, or are you working in the St. Cloud area? Nope, they got a Fargo location. It's right on 32nd Avenue, so it's it's literally like five minutes from my apartment. So it's oh, that's gonna be perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. So now and I know I, exactly the five block radius to look for your apartment. <laughs> we're narrowing it down episode by episode. i want to throw it at you um okay so i'll start with my crappies carol won't start and it is just a super disappointment because (laughs) you know i talk about i talk about her on the highest possible level Every time I talk about her, she's faithful. It's, it's just so damn cold up here, like Calvin said. Like, a lot of cars. It's just not the O2 Buicks. A lot of cars are having issues right now. So it's, it's not just Carol. She, she's right on the edge of starting. She wants to get there. Nick picked me up from work yesterday. And he, he heard it. We had the hood open. And it, it was right there. And I think when it warms up a little bit, we're going to get over that hump and we're starting. So I, I have faith in, in Carol here. So The one that, thing I want to remind you again, batteries do not regenerate themselves on their own. So just by yeah. warming up. I Buicks, are built, Buicks are built differently, you guys. Every you time what? you crank this bad boy, she drains a little more. And you, you're just hoping that it's going to warm up so hot that your battery just doesn't even have to work. Is that is that your theory? Don't catch her above zero degrees Fahrenheit because she is a fucking stallion. <laughs> Let me tell you. I, I actually completely understand. I had to literally plug in my car charger tonight because the battery was low. So now I have to plug in my starter in order just to start my car instead of just always having it full power. And the struggle's real. It is a struggle. I hate asking people for rides. It's so awkward, but um, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna tough it out until until we get going. But uh, for my happy, um, Amazon package showed up. I got my dual monitors running on my PC now. I'm not too happy with my camera. It's kind of derpy. It was only twenty five bucks was on sale, but maybe I can go into settings and figure it out to make it a little bit more clear. I just am actually um a little bit touched in the the pc world to be honest i'm still a newbie so we'll figure it out as we go but Wait, your, um, your screen clarity is that what you said yeah so i got this new 1080p um webcam that i'm streaming off of right now um but it the picture is not what i was expecting 
and I might have to download um, other apps like OBS or something to go on there and like manually manually um, set the settings to what's right. But I'm not happy with the picture quality as it is right now. As you guys can see on the podcast, it's not up to standards, but it works for um, the purpose we're using for it now. So I'm not too worried about it currently, but someday we'll upgrade it. Right now, I'm just kind of vibing. Yeah, you got. You definitely need to upgrade that shit. You're looking kind of sickly over there, boy. I'm white as a ghost, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence, how about you? Uh, well, I don't really have a, a crappy, I guess. I mean, my, my one crappy I can think of is we had a, a very small little, like, hole or rip in our, our bed sheets. And the other night, I just, like, extended my foot. And my toe got caught in it, and I ripped a huge fucking hole in our sheets. Uh, but, I mean, we have another guest bedroom that we just took the sheets off that and put on ours. So, I mean, it's really not that big a deal. How, but, many, I mean, how many sets of sheets do you guys own? This is uh, a question for everybody. 13. Ooh. 13, just, just in case. Um, well, it would have been 14. We had one for every day for two weeks, but I ripped them. I ripped one, so now, sadly, Sunday is, is missing one. And, and what's but, the thread count you're sitting at? Uh, I typically roll with the Egyptian cotton, but um, no, no less than 400. I mean, 400 are for the guests that are, you know, pieces of shit. But uh, other than that, 500 is is a standard. And if they're really nice and leave us a tip, then I'll then I'll switch them up to Egyptian cotton the second night. But uh, yeah, no less, no less than 400. I think I slept on a on a 200 thread count the other day, and just I don't even know. I was had a very bad day the next day. It was. Long story short, threw that shit out. But anyway, uh, happy. Let's see. What can my happy be? I mean, <laughs> works, works going good. Like, obviously, I'm in my second week of my new job, and it's very, it's definitely busy. Uh, so I'm not, you know, searching for stuff to do like at my other job. So that's actually really nice. Um, uh, I guess my project manager has had nothing but good things to say about my first couple weeks. And, you know, he told me today that he's like, he really likes, you know, how I've been doing my first week. And he's like pretty impressed by, you know, my, my knowledge and things like that. So that's always really nice to hear. So that's, that's good. Um, had a good weekend, obviously with the family, uh, Brit, Brit and Scott came up into town and spent time with them and had like a Valentine's day potluck with some very good steaks whoever cooked those did a great job and uh oh, fuck yourself <laughs> and uh just good food good weekend i mean a lot crappy's kind of i guess whatever but yeah just good good week no complaints uh who's next i'm gonna oh. slip in there i'm gonna slip in there I, go I ahead that's my favorite uh happy for this week uh so i got another podcast coming out here soon uh it's called the prodigy discord interviews uh so it's where i sit down with uh professional disc golfers that are on team prodigy and uh do kind of a hot one style interview where i dive where we dive into their uh social medias all that jazz and then um yeah we we talk through different things uh that isn't just disc golf related like what what is in your bag all that shit we're not really doing that. So first one, I'm recording tomorrow with Luke Humphreys. So if anybody's a disc golf fan, uh, search for that. It'll be fun. We're 
Bankroll, uh, baby. <laughs> exactly. It's a, it's a fun podcast. Uh, and then I got CO2 for my tank So today. So I was kind of playing around with CO2 today. I don't know if that's like super safe to do, but I was just like, <laughs> I was like creating hermetic seals and just having fun with it. So that was really fun. And then uh, my crappy, the only thing that I can come up with is cleaning kegs is fucking awful. Especially when you buy old Coca-Cola kegs. They're like 20 years old and they've been used for Coke for just years and years and years. There is so much syrup caked all over this fucking thing. I was a mess. What is the process for that? How do you even go about that? Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. Is it like is it like Breaking Bad style? Like you just throw a bunch of like acids into this keg and just let everything disintegrate? Yeah, actually, essentially, that's exactly what I'm doing. I I throw <laughs> uh, uh, sa- star sand in there, uh, which is like an isophoric acid, and uh, and then I melt everything off, and then I have PBW in there, which is a base to basically neutralize the acid, and then everything else is just hot water from there. But the dip tubes. Those are the worst part to clean because you have to like find something small enough to like kind of go through everything. It's awful, um, but it's gonna be worth it in the long run because the beer is gonna taste better. So, yeah, that is my crappy, I suppose. Isopropyl and salt. It's the way to do it. Salt. Isopropyl and salt. Yeah, it's very good. Isopropyl alcohol and salt. Yeah. What happens I, when you I mix those? You, I think you're thinking of tequila. <laughs> very, very similar, but it's just it's just a very good cleaner. Like it really it just cleans very well. Like Maybe gets gunk off. That. It'll definitely help with the flavor. I'm sure if you put a bunch of acid chemicals in there, probably the Coke f- flavor smell is gone. But salt just helps like break it down and kind of get like any gunk or sticky shit off the sides and stuff like that. And and then isopropyl is just, I mean, like 94% alcohol. So it just disintegrates everything basically. But so that's my a question is, does the salt actually do stuff or is it more of like an abrasive uh, thing to help you scrub things out? It's kind of, it's, it's a little bit of both. I mean, so like, you know how it basically is a little solid in there that kind of like, you know, runs into things and scrapes them off. Uh, but also, I mean, it kind of, it helps react with the water and, and make it like a cleaner, but yeah, I just give it a go. It. If you got something you need to, you need to really clean, try that out. For sure. Thanks everybody to listening to the cleaning podcast brought to you every Tuesday. All right. So my hypies and crappies, uh, I didn't do a whole lot this weekend. It snowed for like the first time in a while here. Uh, this weekend we got about five inches. It was kind of a kind of a big deal, you know. It's I've been I've been soft, so I didn't I didn't even go outside the house really, except for about twenty minutes. I filmed a little bit. Who That's are cool. you, bro? Yeah, I fucking I fucking stayed inside. I didn't do shit. I watched some good movies though. I watched Fight Club for the very first time, and I want to know: Have you guys ever seen the the movie Fight Club? Well, you don't talk about it, so yeah, so <laughs> so I'm so I'm taking that as a yes, floor for yes. <laughs> That's a great movie. I, I, good one. I've been looking forward to look to watching that movie for a couple months now, and then I, I just kind of went all in, bought it, watched it, accepted it, and that's about all I got for happies and crappies. That's. I got I got a question for you. Um, so I was looking at 
obviously there's a bunch of Texas, you know, Texas is getting all this crazy weather. Um, I, I just thought of this because uh, Fields, you're obviously over in, in Washington, and there's all sorts of memes or whatever where, like, basically right down the center of the United States, it, there's this huge cold front straight down, and then out towards the coast, it's a little bit warmer. But what's, what do you think is more, what do you think is more crazy? That, like, central Texas is in, like, sing, like below freezing single-digit temperatures, or just that, like, Midwest northern minnesota is at like sub 20 sub 30 temperatures like What's obviously we're obviously we're more we're used to that like it happens almost every year for us but that's like pretty absurd like uh, another statement i guess on top of that is that next weekend it's going to be it's going to be getting closer to to 40 like high 30s and if you account for the wind chill we experience up here we're talking negative 35 that's like a 70 degree difference Okay, okay, but if you're if you're including the windshield there, you gotta include it on the forty degree day too. Uh, you I can't know, just be going willy nilly with this okay, windshield okay, bullshit. So, so let's ditch let's ditch the windshield. Negative twenty air temperatures has been typical around here, like in the mornings or, or overnight. So like negative twenty to to thirty five. That's what is yeah, that? Fifty five degrees. Shorts, t shirts. That's yeah, fifty. Like that's a fifty five degree difference. Like from that, which could happen from like one sunrise or like two sunrises, basically. Well, see, the thing is, that's not that uncommon, though. Like, sure, it, it it's crazy, and it's it's amazing to think about, but, like, living in Minnesota, that does happen every couple of years, I feel like. So yeah. it's not really that uncommon. So I'm going to say Texas being in single digits. There, I've never lived in Texas. I don't know how long, how often they get there, single digits. I, I don't even know how cold it is there right now, but I'm saying Texas. I, I, I agree with you on that one. If I, I'm I was just kind of curious on your thought there. If I'm in Texas and it hits single digits, I'm fucking pissed off because the reason why I would have moved to Texas is to leave the absolute cold like that. So Texas, I feel for you guys. That shit sucks. I love seeing the videos on social media in Texas where people are scraping off their windshields with like spatulas and <laughs> and shove, shoveling their driveways with hockey sticks and all this stuff. Like they don't have the equipment down there to deal with this type of weather. Yeah, they're not prepared. That's actually another thing that I think is really overlooked is that um, there's also all sorts of like whenever Texas and Oklahoma and all these states get this get this two, three inches of snow. Or like freezing rain, and like the like the state shuts down, everything goes crazy, and there's all these like Minnesota people are like, please c come live up here. And it's like, but those states don't have snow plows because they don't need them. They don't have salt trucks because they don't need them. So it's literally like they get the weather, and it's like that's how it is. There's no treatment for it, and on top of that, they've never been trained to drive in it. So I think that's been overlooked. I, I just realized that this year that they, they don't have any of the equipment to maintenance that. So I guess that makes it a little bit more crazy. It's like every time it snows for us, we get a plow and some salt. And they say, go do your thing. You just got you to gotta open up a snow plow service down there and know once every three years, it's going to be popping up. You're going to make you all your money in like a three-day <laughs> window once every five years. Right now, yeah. too. You know, we're, we're like... You, not to get like pick a side here, but we might be on the verge of some crazy climate change going on type of stuff. So like Not you, you might be getting climate, climate change is is actually scientifically proven. There's right. no side I, that I, you're picking here. Some people this like to differ. Not... Some people beg to differ, but I agree. Rip to our ice caps. Yeah, some people do beg to differ, which I think is just ridiculous. But we're we're actually in a uh, an energy emergency alert right now, which is just oh, fucked. 
it's like gonna I got be all so these... funny if they they plan the outage during our podcast right now. So wait, I was thinking uh, about that today explain too, to a guy who is not currently dealing with this. What is an energy emergency to alert? Are they afraid that they're not going to have electricity? Um, There's a so, a 14 state. I'm actually reading it right now. I knew it was happening, but. There's a 14-state balancing authority area system-wide generating capacity has dropped below the current load of 42 gigawatts due to extremely low temperatures and inadequate supplies of natural gas. And today we got emails actually from our landlord saying like there's been blackouts like every 30 minutes, like power's shutting off every like 20, 30 minutes. So like just be prepared for that to happen. Uh, ga- um, water lines and pipelines are just just busting and breaking causing a lot of fucking plumbing issues and i mean all sorts of shit and so the thing is the question my question is before you continue are you prepared to have a 12-hour window with no electricity is anyone there prepared when it's negative 20 during the day for two weeks like in, well like I can 12, tell hours? You right 12 hours only that's 12 hours you're gonna have no heat for 12 hours you, you you might be able to survive that. Let's say let's go for three days. Are can you survive three days with no electricity, therefore no heat? Yes, I could. Yeah, I could, I could for sure. Yeah. Not with Eleanor. I'm a, yeah, yeah that's true. true. Nick's got a baby. I'm I uh I love to ice fish, so like I got some very heavy duty like bibs and coats, and <laughs> I got I literally have like a twenty pound tank of propane and a heater. Like hey, I, I, I could very. Hey, don't with- don't eat your hells with propane. We, that does not go well. Vodka. <laughs> I, I, oh yeah, you know, I was the son of an Eagle Scout. That's besides the point. But like the people down in Texas, like they're having these power outages, right? And uh, I actually saw on Twitter today. Um, I know li- Nick listens to his podcast, Ross Bolin. He ha- he had some extra power, so he's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna stream to keep <laughs> to keep people happy." And people were giving him the hate for it because he actually had like the ability to stream. He goes, "Don't hate on me for <laughs> generator." <laughs> yeah, like don't hate on me for being prepared for the situation. Like be mad at yourselves. Don't bring that hate over here. Roswellen has been talking about the fact that he is prepared for zombie apocalypse for years, and he's proving it. Right now, he's he's actually the only person in Texas with power, and he feels great about it. I, <laughs> I I literally got off the phone today with somebody. We have projects in uh in like Alabama and and a lot of the southern states. We have seven going on in Texas right now, and I got guys calling me just like, "Are you guys working up there today?" I mean, it's like it's got to be what like ten below, twenty below up there, and I'm just like, "Well, yes," and it has been for the last three weeks, and. He's like, oh my gosh! I woke up this morning. My house was, uh, oh, what did he say? It was, it was like 41 degrees in my house because our power was out and our, and uh, it was obviously like 10 degrees outside. He's, he's like, and we didn't get power for, you know, for 10 hours. He's like, so I've been sitting in like 30 to 40 degree weather in my house. And now imagine that when it's negative 20 outside, your house know, is going to be like maybe 20 degrees. He was yeah, that is crazy. mind blown that we like have been working the last two weeks with it being like 20, 30, 40 blow. He's like, how do y'all do that? How do y'all do that up there? And <laughs> we're just like, we're, we're just prepared. Like it's just another winter. Like well, it's last like most year of the time, we had like, a 60 below span. Like you're, you're in heat most of the time. That just reminded me though, like last year, um, Fields and I obviously used to live together when we were uh, in school. 
And our furnace, we went through a, a, a huge cold front like this, like sub 15 digits. And uh, our furnace, I like, couldn't keep up. And the thermostat was like saying it was around like 50 degrees or fo like 47 to 50 degrees we were kicking in. And I sat on the couch and watched TV, but with like a hoodie and long johns and a winter coat and a hat. And like my nose was like cold to the touch. Like it was cold in there. And it was. Yeah, and that basement was about it, 15 degrees colder. But that's 50 degrees. Yeah. And so that's what my, back to my original question. Do you right. think you can survive three days, negative 20 degrees outside? Yeah, I do. Without I do. freezing to death? I do. Uh, we got a bunch of blankets here, too. I got a bunch of blankets. You you really just throw up a – I also got a I'm telling you, one in, one, I got in, an insulated one in four of you guys, one in four of you guys, one of you guys are dying. You can pick who it is. It's not me. I, I don't no, think so. Back. I don't think well, anyone Arca, dies. Dead I'll, sure. I'll come kill you guys and eat you before I'm the one that dies. Well, I, I, actually, actually, I will you know put what? money on myself Lawrence surviving might be the one longer than anybody in here. And that's on God. Lawrence, might be, the, Lawrence car, might be the one coming to eat some people. But guys, all right, won't even start for you to gain some heat. You oh, would literally just because cool. everybody else can go out and start the car and warm up for a couple hours a day. For three days, you're just cold, straight up. You y'all relying on your cars. I'm starting a fire with my flint I bought. Okay, <laughs> I got my flint. I know how to do the you kindling. Have steel? I, you I have flint, steel or just flint. It's flint with the fucking strike stick on <laughs> it, motherfucker. Right here, your flint. You right stole here. my flint. <laughs> Survival of the fittest. That's what I thought. Survival of the fittest. Your okay, flint right, right there. First of all, we got <laughs> in the mist. Oh my god. How do you like that? You know, it makes me feel a little bit <laughs> sus, but I know I gotta go get more flint now. And then some I'm island, this is some island how, how are you called? gonna go island get that flint? Flies? That <laughs> island I of the flies connections. or something like that? I got flies. You know, that's, that's what's going on right here. Nick's Nick's just sabotaging to stay alive. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Baka and his fucking snake are gonna be underneath that heat lamp for as long <laughs> as they can together. Fuck. I need to. I'll eat it. Your yeah, your snake is dead. If your power goes out, your snake is dead. That's meat, baby. It's true. <laughs> Bach does have the biggest meat source. Actually, no. We have two cats over here. Yeah, well, dude. Kelvin has no food. Rats. Kelvin has fish. Bro, I never got. I never sent you guys a picture. So Kate, uh, Kate is my girlfriend for the listeners. Uh, her uncle is like a a cow farmer, and like we went, we went in uh. Uh, he's in South Dakota. We went over there a couple weekends ago and it was just like, he just had to get a, another cow butchered. And so he's like getting all this meat coming in and he's like, you guys want stuff? And so like literally on our porch right now, we probably got like, I don't know, 20, 30 pounds of meat. And it's like, he was just like, take it. Like, I want to get rid of it. And I'm just sitting there like, this is amazing. So we've been, eating brats. we've been eating brats real good. We got brats and steaks and just pretty much just raw or like ground beef. But it'll hold us over for our three day, three day power outage for sure. It's it's very nice to have either a relative or just someone you know that that butchers meat because you just buy it by you know like a half cow or something oh, and yeah. split it by like Even... eight people and you got like fuck if you split it between eight people you have like 70 pounds a piece and it's like you don't even ever need that much meat but you get like. 40 pounds of ground beef, a bunch of steak, broth, stuff like that, and just put it in the freezer, and you got hamburger or whatever until 
I don't even know, fucking six months. Like, yeah, I literally, I even when, when we got all that, I, I thought about you when there was one episode you were talking about how you had like a half cow. You like got a half cow, and you were like super stoked about it because it's like when you you when you get all that and you know it's like free, or you're like not having to pay for it, and you just think about like how much it, it's four bucks to buy a pound of beef at the store, and it's just like how much you're saving and like how nice it is to not like just to have meat you know oh yeah i mean i didn't pay for it my mother happened to buy a big old chunk of a a cow because she split it with my aunts and uncles and my grandma but i mean she bought a big chunk of it knowing she's gonna give it to like me and jenna and my brother and and his wife but i mean so i technically didn't have to pay for it but i mean we got like oh god 50 55 pounds probably of meat and we had so much that we just gave nick and ash like probably like five five ten pounds of shit probably more than that yeah like 10 pounds of shit including like uh a roast and a bunch of ground beef and some sausage and stuff and it's just it's just nice to like open your freezer and just be like i'm good for a long time i don't have to go and and get beef so after how many days of no eating and no power do the cats get eaten? That's my question. A week? Uh, two, two days. I, th- I think two Luna. Days. I think Luna eats y'all before you eat Luna. <laughs> Luna eats us. Yeah. No, we're we're bringing Luna over to your house because our car starts and your ass is gonna be frozen on your bed, and I'm gonna let her eat you. <laughs> Here we go with the fucking buke slander again. Can we get off that? What's Dude, up? You know why I can't get over it is because last week I said. Dude, I haven't even tried to start my car, and it has been running all week. And you said, Carol's starting up. No problem. I remember she's this. Beast. I and remember you know this. what? I bet, I bet I could run out there right now and start Harold, too. I bet you Harold would, would start right now. Crazy. Well, if fuck. Harold would start, swap the batteries out. I might need to do that. I'm just, I don't know anything about cars. I'm not going to pretend like I do, fuck. so I'm, I'm like, not knowledgeable with cars. It's two fucking bolts. I looked at it, and it looked fucking scary. I said, nope. <laughs> not for me. Some people are for cars, some people aren't, and I'm not a car guy, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. My brother is a car guy, not me. Well, maybe he'll come up there and uh, change the battery out yeah, for fuck. you. The Buick slander <laughs> will the Buick slander will stop as soon as you get a new damn battery. Okay, it's your fucking battery. Your car's not starting. It's your it's fucking not. battery. It's too cold. It's either your battery or your starter. <laughs> I'm gonna guess it's your battery. I bet you it starts up by. You want to hope it's your battery. Yeah, it's worst best case scenario. Your battery's dead. Buy a new one, dog. The Buick nice thing about nice thing about getting a battery too, you can uh, just get a new one every year. If it if it doesn't work, they literally have a year warranty on it. So if it just fucks you over next winter, you just get a new one for free. So you can continuously get new batteries for free every year. Yeah, I'm sure the battery's old in it, but it's right there, dude. It's right on the hump. Yeah, you. <laughs> You know the only thing that you need to get it over the hump? A new fucking battery. It's, it's the only Stop. thing holding you back. Enough. It's Enough. holding you back. It's not even to get you over the hump. It is the hump. The battery is the fucking hill you can't get over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Fuck you, Fields. Maga. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, I apologize for bringing up Carol again. We will uh, not talk about your lovely wife Carol, like that any longer on the podcast. I, I I actually do feel feel the pain because my Avenger that I had was fucking dreadful. Every winter, I I literally 
when I'd go to work last winter, I'd have to go downstairs. I'd bring my keys and Jenna's keys. I'd go down. I'd try and start my car. It wouldn't start. So three or four days a week, literally before work, I would have to go start Jenna's car in the freezing fucking cold and then go drive it over my car and jump my car every single day, pretty much in the winter. If it started, it was a good ass day. And if it was anything below like 20 degrees above freezing, it was usually going to start anything below. It was it was no. You no, know I'm still jumping start every damn time, except for a two day window when my battery was dead. I'm my fucking minivan, baby. Don't ever disrespect her again. She starts when it's negative 40 or when it's 120. You don't give a damn. That's probably because you got a good battery in it. I think I think because I bought a new a battery. One. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why. Like batteries aren't cheap. Obviously, car batteries They're you can buy it. A probably below average battery for like 120 bucks, or you can buy like a nice car battery. They're for less than 100 bucks. Less than 100 bucks after your rebate when you give your battery back, you get less than 100 bucks. Okay, so let's just say you can get a good battery for 150 then, right? You can get a good battery for 100 bucks. Okay, if you're saying good battery for 100 bucks, then whatever the what. We'll just let's When's double. The last this? time you bought a battery, because I think your prices are wrong. Exactly. I bought a battery for the van three years ago. It's still working. Why don't you go buy one? Yeah, I know. I know a guy. Think, a guy at work just. Do you think that's battery? what I'm thinking about? Like, I want to go out and buy a fucking battery for my car. It'll start when it's seven degrees outside. It's fucking no, been negative twenty for over two weeks. <laughs> I have fucking you put rather? money on my car starting with no jumper when it's 15 degrees outside i'll fucking put 20 dollars. i'll bet you a new battery all right bet put it on put it on the fucking table all right that is uh i'll bet you, got you a new fucking bitch i guess all the only statement i was trying to say there was like if it's let's say 200 dollars. that's a set like if you're making like 14 15 dollars an hour that's like two days of work so it, what if I told you, if you work for these two days, I'll buy you a really good car battery. And for the next five years, you don't have to worry about temperatures at all. Like, uh, if for two days of work. Well, so I will rebuttal this, actually, because I'm going to slightly choose box side here. Because in my Avenger, I had it for four years. And the first year was fine the first winter. But then the next three winters, I did have to get a new battery every single winter. Luckily, it was under warranty, so I didn't have to buy a new one. But for $100, I did get a battery in every single winter. It was fucked up. And I had them check all my other shit to make sure that's that it, cause you, it was... That's because you're buying those $100 batteries, not the $200 batteries. Cole brainwashed you already. Fields brainwashed you already thinking that, that batteries are 50 bucks. Dude, they're, they're fucking... They're like no, 100, 100 bucks, though. I went in there, I was like... Which battery is best for my car? You tell me. And they're like, this one, it's a hundred. I think it was like a hundred and eighteen after tax or something. And you get you bring your battery back, get a twenty dollar rebate, hundred dollars. Where are you going, my fucking Menards? <laughs> <laughs> O'Reilly's Napa don't fucking matter, baby. You know you don't feel save big money, man. <laughs> Fields is just like linking a ton of double A's every single day together. <laughs> And he just like finds the one that's burnt out and just puts the new one in. And he's good to go. They're probably afraid, to, Lawrence. They're probably afraid to give you that like extra power. Like when you said, "What's the best battery for my car?" They just said like standard. But like, do you think like car batteries are like like you can like overpower a car battery per car? Like if you put this car battery in, it'll like start like too fast and like it's like, the accelerator will be like 
It'll like accelerate five miles faster you than start, what it is. You're still like driving set. around like Tokyo drifting style because your battery's so hammed up. Yeah, no, that that's something that a lot of people gotta like worry about. If they if you have like a V8 pickup and you're starting like just this little dinker, you gotta make sure that you don't like over over uh I guess exert their battery by like jumping their car. If you have like a fucking really nice battery and a really powerful vehicle and you try and jump like a, a, a I guess less strong battery, you can actually fuck up their battery by jumping it. Um, I'm glad I didn't jump Carol that other day then because my battery just got it's on the mend finally. <laughs> isn't your isn't your vehicle on a block heater right now? My vehicular device is on a block heater. That's what that's what you got to do. I remember, oh my gosh, how many times that me Madre had to put her vehicle on on block. Yo, years. I just want to I just want to shout this out real quick. The average car batteries between fifty and one hundred twenty dollars, and a pre and it says a premium battery is between ninety and two hundred. So a uh, hundred dollars will get you a fucking bucks. battery. Get the give fuck that, off my give ass. Me that top of the line two hundred dollar battery. I feel like here in Minnesota, you got to buy the top of the line with high cool cranking amps. You wouldn't understand. You've yeah, been in the that's, Pacific that's Northwest. A national, that's a national long. survey. That's a national survey. That's that's talking Texas and Mississippi and Alabama. And yeah, but right Arizona. now they need those nice batteries too. They need $200 batteries. Everybody needs them now. That's true. 200 bucks, man. 200 bucks is your is your Canadian border battery. Canadian border battery. 100 bucks. Your CBB. So how long, this is a huge left turn because I'm sick of the battery talk. How long does it take you to uh, get to Mars? Are we talking, are we driving a minivan? Are we driving a rocket ship? What are we driving? We're, jo- we're driving one of Elon Musk's rockets. Is that a six week, six month journey? What is it? Because I feel like if you're one of the people on the first voyage uh, out to uh, Mars. seven months. What if you didn't know it worked? You have seven months to get there. You've literally lived on this fucking rocket for seven months. At that point in time, it's probably your home. And then you have to land on Mars and try to fucking actually make it a thing. That would suck. My question is to you. Would you rather live on Mars or would you rather just live on the rocket for the rest of your life? One of the two. Um, Mars. Ro- rocket. Mars. The do, you know, is do, you know that, do you know to, that Mars is habitable? Or is it like, do I have to, to like, like choose and it might just not, I might just get out and die? You build up your Mars rover, right? But your, your rocket is good to go and it's just floating through space. Yep. Do, exactly. you run out of, do you run out of your supplies? Sooner or later. Hydro, well, I mean, you got your you hydro run, you run farm. <laughs> if, it, if it takes seven months to get to Mars, you, let's say you pack like a year worth of supplies. I think I'd rather take my chances on Mars. Well, yeah, let's go to Mars because then at least you you, you already have to spend seven months on the rocket. So you're either gonna yeah. die in the rocket for three more months, hey. or you're just gonna do something cool at Mars for three the years. more the more people that decide to get off that ship and go on to Mars just gives me more habitable space for myself. You guys yeah. keep you what guys you... keep going out to Mars. Yeah, but your your muscles and everything and bones will be so brittle because you have no gravity, nothing to like but strengthen your, your muscles. It doesn't matter if always in no gravity. You got brittle ass bones. Who gives a shit? You ain't you ain't need nothing. Yeah, until you, until you push off and float into and you accidentally bump the other wall and just shatter in half. Well, I don't know. Have you seen the one hundred? They look just fine. <laughs> they came down and started kicking ass instantly. That'd be, that'd be they were superhumans when they came back. 
They, <laughs> how were they superhuman? They got fucking murdered and killed off by almost everything. They were so yeah, that's superhuman. Be you they on Mars, bitch, while I'm in a rocket. They didn't have to wear any protection for uh fucking the Earth, which was high in uh, what was it high in? Nuclear radiation. Yeah, high in radiation. So they are superhumans. And not to mention, like, the fact that they just figure out how to kill people with every different ways. Those guys are crazy. The fact that you're basing this off a CW television show kind of blows my mind. Okay, we'll Dude, base it off the, the, thing about, the thing about the CW is I trust them with my life. Do you not understand everything that they do makes so much sense? Including Supernatural? Yep. Yeah, yes. Okay. Yes. Gonna, if you're with that, then I'm with you. Because isn't Riverdale, isn't Riverdale uh, CW? Oh, yeah. So. Riverdale's on CW. Oh, That's the one I know. Sense. Riverdale. I mean, the, if the we want to go. Flash, Arrow, Supergirl. It's all real. It's all real, folks. <laughs> it is all real. And then. You, you know, C, CW stands for certified real with a W in front of it. Exactly. <laughs> Did I'll you my like, rocket uh, ship? Flash or the arrow more? It's like the hipster version of real. I was <laughs> arrow. a big Arrow fan, man. Yeah, Arrow's arrow. way better than the Flash. Flash I, is good, though. Flash is good, Fla- Hey, they both went downhill after about season three or four, though. Three, I'll be honest. Yeah, th- yeah, I completely agree. So I think arrow they both went downhill after episode six. Do you know what no. show didn't go downhill after season three or four? That would be The Magicians. I knew you were going to say. I I'm thought you were going to say Booze and Banter. The number one best show of all time, The Magicians. You've got uh, sadness. You've got happiness. You've got magic. You've got worlds. You've got time travel. Listeners, if you've never watched The Magicians, I'll sum it up. Don't watch it. Nope. <laughs> that, oh, that's so frustrating. It is such a good storyline. Netflix is picking it up. That's how good it. That's how good it does. No, Netflix you know what Netflix so is doing. Netflix is give a shit. Netflix is killing it with the limited series right yes. there. Can we talk about that for a they second? They are killing it with the limited series going on right now. They have like hundreds of them, and they're all just fucking bangers. There's one that just came out. Have you guys heard of the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles? Uh-uh. No. Is there that was... the, is that the one with the uh, the water? The water heater, or not the, the water the, heater? The, the the water tanks. The tanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, man. I listened to podcasts on that, and right. and I've seen the seen a uh, documentary on it. Yeah. So they Netflix just released, uh, I think it was this week, um, a four episode documentary on the Cecil Hotel in L.A. And it was a big story back in 2013 when this um this 21 year old girl she was traveling on her <clears throat> own. She's from Canada. Um. She went missing and she was disappeared and they didn't find her for about over it was over a week before they actually found out where she was and she actually ended up in one of the water tanks on top of the Cecil Hotel. And Cecil Hotel is located on Skid Row in LA, which if you guys don't know what Skid yeah. Row is, Skid Row is like one of the sketchiest places in America. And um the the tourists don't know that this place is so dangerous, so they see a cheap hotel in LA. I guess let's go there, and um, so this whole documentary just like follows her story. I'm on episode three, 
of four right now and it so far it's fantastic so i recommend it to everybody out there but it's like one of those murder mystery or like crime mysteries that is really what happened is is like the start of social media like trying to figure out a story like youtubers and stuff like they're trying to like figure this out with the police and that was kind of like the start of like social media like helping out to figure out what happened to this girl and it's super interesting so if you guys like that kind of shit definitely look up the 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 cecil hotel documentary on uh netflix is this like a uh like a show like yeah it's it's, a mini series so there's like so so like you were you were lawrence you were talking about like uh how netflix is coming out with all these like limited whatever so like this cecil hotel one is is a show on its own yeah it's so what it is these limited series is literally they're like a show but there's only maybe three, four, five episodes. So it's, it's like, 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 um, like, uh, Tiger King. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah that's that, like, or like, don't fuck with cats or whatever yeah. that one was called. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Have you guys okay. seen that one? Is that like, God, that's so that's fun. like their new, uh, so this is like their new, like, style almost of like what they're trying to pump out. It's like I these mean, short they're... little. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be on, like, I, uh, I have Netflix through my parents' account, but I don't know if I've, I've been a big Hulu guy lately since the new year because I am like office, like I'm diehard as my office is my show. And that was 99% of my Netflix use. I would watch stuff on Netflix other than the office because I used it to watch the office. But there are times I would just, it was almost like I just knew that like I used the platform. So it's like I'd open it and then just like and then not office today and find something new. And now it's just like, I know The Office isn't on there. So I'm just going to go to Hulu where I know I have my shows that I watch and then maybe scroll and find something new. But, I, you know, I, I have it. My, it's my parents have an account. for They obviously use it. It doesn't go to waste. But I have it. So I, I want to get into, like, find something new to watch like this. So, like, I'm definitely oh, going to write one down, this Cecil Hotel one. That sounds interesting. Cecil Hotel is good. Well, so th- I'm just kind of listening off true crime because I'm a big true crime fan. But, like, Cecil Hotel is good. Don't Fuck With Cats is good. Uh, the Night Stalker is good. The Night Stalker um, actually stayed at the Cecil Hotel, and that's where he committed a lot of his crimes. He went back to the Cecil Hotel after that. So it's like it all it all ties together. They do a good job with their shit. This is real life? <laughs> this yeah, is, this like, is all this true is crime. And... uh Oh man, there's a few. Oh, um, have you seen that? Bach, I'm kind of talking to you. Have you seen that that miniseries of, um, that bank heist? No, see that that's the one that I've been wanting to watch, but I can't go over the fact that it's English dubbed over their, their voices. Oh, like the, I the saw, money heist. I saw, I saw one. No, show no, like no. That. The I don't think it is, dude. I think it's no. It's the one with the. Oh my god, the guy who gets a bomb wrapped around his neck and he has to go and... Uh, Dude! I've seen that. Not on Netflix, but back in like 2005 when it was on like cable. I fucking watched that documentary. <laughs> you Yeah, when he goes... The pizza bomb and he, yeah, What? The pizza? Yeah, where he gets the pizza <laughs> delivery. Yeah. That is the yeah. only true crime I got into. That shit was fucking insane. Yeah, that's on Netflix now. What is it called? Oh they like, is it like revamped? Like, do they up? Is it like 2005 quality? I mean, I don't think so. I, I mean, I, I thought it was, it was nuts. I think that one is five or six episodes. Is it called? Is it called Bank Heist? Or is no, it no, it's Evil Genius. That's what it's called. That one. It's called, 
I've never seen the evil genius part, but I've seen I've seen the story of of this going down. I have to watch this now because that is a fucking amazing story. The creep, yeah, it's the bomber on the neck and like you know like he's like not part of it, right? He gets kind of like abducted, right? And then but yeah, it, yeah, exactly, exactly, and yeah, it's called Evil Genius: The that True Story good. of America's Most Diabolical Bank Heist. Everybody watch that shit. Yeah, it's it's very yeah. good. I couldn't think of the name of it, but that's that one's really fucking good, actually. I got my list. Um, gosh, there's so many more, so many more that I can't even think of, but a lot of them are true crime. Some of them aren't. Oh, there's ones about. Uh, oh, there's one called Captured. That one is fucking wild too. That one is about real people who survived either hostage situations or abductions. And it's really fucking good. Like you this whole, any... uh, what do you think is? Let's let's dig into your psyche real quick. What do you think it's? A, what do you what do you enjoy about true crime so much? Well, why does that get you going? So, Nick, I, I'm curious what your opinion is. I've been talking a lot, and I gotta go grab my beer. So I'm curious because you recently started dabbling in true crime a lot more. But I, me and Jenna, Jenna and I, have been really fucking with it for like. A couple years. Well, I, I've been doing true crime since freshman year of college. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I've just been uh, recently brave enough to outwardly express my love for true crime. <laughs> <laughs> I think okay. uh, I think like just human interest in true crime is strictly just based out of like our own curiosity. Um, I'm kind of obviously going right at Cole's like the psych side of it, where it's like very similar to if you're in a group of people and you hear someone say something and and you pop in you say what did they say like you're just kind of curious you know but obviously with these true crimes it's something that's like so unheard of in humanity as far as like kills abductions rapes something that's like really un like humane it's not unheard of that's like human history for thousands of years it's okay so it's something that's um it's something that is like way out of our like culture nothing that you Right, out of the cultural norm. So it's like, it's 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 what did they say? But it's it's what did they do to like a way higher, way higher scale where you're just like, you're so invested. Like you want to hear all the little details on uh, what they said, aka like what they did. And it just because it's that much more interesting. It's just, uh, it's a what happened last weekend, but like scaled up a thousand times is my thought on it. I was listening to a person that... Um, talked about like why true crime is super easy to listen to and it's because people enjoy listening to stories that have a beginning middle and an end and with true crime you always have that you always have like the plan the actions the kill and so it's like a really simple uh construct to actually like listen to but then there's just like so many juicy details in the middle that you can't like turn away from it so I think that's part of it. It's like a very passive thing that uh, you can listen to. And even if it's like 20 minutes down the road, you're like, oh, the killing's happening. Oh, okay, well, they probably just did so, so, and so, and like, you're good to go. So I think that's probably part of it too. Like the the story construct is so easy. Right. I, I guess for me to answer your question, Fields, is like we know this stuff happens out there, but like – we don't know we don't pay attention to it. it doesn't happen around us right but like you you get these docs in front of you that like show everything that happened you're like holy fuck like a real person did this this 
a real person died. Like this is the story of how it happened. And there's people out there that that do this, and it's it, it's surreal to me to watch. Right. So, yeah. Like it's a real story. I yeah. I agree with that. And then I guess like piggybacking off of Nick's too is like you always hear like that would make a great movie or like that would make a great book. Like there's murders every single day that could be on a, and that's true crime, but it's, it's not like the true crime that you're invested in. It's because there's literature is obviously based on the beginning, middle and end. Like that's how books are structured to be successful and good. And so all these true crimes that we listen to and enjoy have that structure, like have the beginning, middle and end compared to like the, someone got shot in, like someone got shot and killed tonight in Los Angeles, in Miami, in Minneapolis, like all over the country. Someone got shot and killed, and that's not going to make a true crime. It's just you want to hear not- a true crime that happened right down the road in a town next to me. They yes. found a car with two bodies chopped up in it. What two weeks ago? No, really. Are you guys, guys interest peaked? That's all I got for you. So I'm I ain't, I ain't- are you writing the book? Uh, no, I don't feel like I'm not interested in uh, looking into more details of this, but I think we should. That's true, though. It actually happens. That is disgusting and very exciting. And I think we might have a true crime segment on our hands soon. Oh, very, very much so. That is that is the stuff that that breathes and and creates true crime. The thing, uh, the rumors before, like the actual like the guy who did it is now in jail or was caught at least. Damn but, it! But the rumors before were insane. But that's I'm, that's all I'm gonna keep it. I'm saving it for the book. So I don't I don't know. I was down grabbing my beer and I didn't really get to explain my uh, my reasoning behind it. Maybe you guys touched on this and maybe I'm just saying it again. But what I truly like, what really gets me about true crime is a I love like seeing how detectives piece things together. I think that is really, really fucking cool is how they how they solve it, obviously, how they piece it together from, you know, a shoe print to, you know, to where this guy was at this time. And then all these little alibis that ended up being a lie or people covering. And then also, uh, oh, God, I completely forgot what the second one was, but it was a very good one. Oh, I... like just to, to enable to the the ability to like kind of get into the mind of a of like a serial killer or something because like some people are so open about it of like I just like this is just what I thought this is what I did or or like some people like they don't think anything of it and it's just it's kind of breaking into the mind of somebody else and seeing it from their point of view is from a perspective that like yourself can really you yourself can never really see you know so it's just. I just everything about it is, to me is just so interesting. I guess, and there, there's other ones too that I was thinking of that I'm kind of just drawing a blank right now. But there's just a lot of interesting things that that all go into it. I think we you can... just get so yeah. One more one point. You just get so invested into it. You like catch this motherfucker, right? Like I want to see this motherfucker get caught. Like, yeah. Point blank, yeah. and it's, it's interesting to see, like you said, with the detectives, like they get a lead, they dig so far into it, and it ends up being nothing. Yeah, and then they have to start yeah. from ground zero and work their way up again. And that, that's what pulls me in. So the one thing about true crime sometimes when certain true crime stuff happens, I think like semi-justified. 
like the one girl that had her that was in the wheelchair dangerous and her mom was like, waters dick <laughs> i know that's why it is, it is dangerous it is dangerous the one girl that had like her her mom was like drugged her with like uh salts and stuff like that and put her in a wheelchair and then her boyfriend came over and killed her mom what i'm like fuck? i was like well like when i was listening to the podcast just like, huh, don't really feel bad for the victim in this situation either. So that's a cool thing about true crime, too, is it kind of makes you, like, reflect and think about, like, is the villain actually the villain? And that's a that's a fun one. See, the true crime, oh. the, only, the only thing that interests me in the true crime is that, like, what is it, like, what is the stats? I don't know, but it's, like, 60 or maybe higher, 80% of the people who get murdered, it's by someone that you know or, like, are close to. It's not like a random. Typically, it's typically like your brother got pissed at you and you knifed you in the head or some shit. You know. I completely. I think that would be way higher. I guess I don't know the stat either, but I would guess that to be way higher. I don't think there's too many people out there that just want to kill to kill. It's strictly out to kill, based on a vendetta or something. Based on the emotion. Yeah. Oh, the act. That's another good one too. If you guys have seen that one, that one's actually on Hulu. But the act, it's about... Is that, the one? Um, that one's about, like, a mother and daughter, isn't it? Is yeah, that one with a... um, the chick from um, um, Sarah Jessica... Uh, the chick Sarah from, Jessica uh, Parker? No, the chick from uh, American Horror Stories. What's her name? I have no clue. Dude, which, I don't there's know like, the... What chick? There's, like, nine chicks in that show. What do you do? I don't know. <laughs> Sarah... Uh, I'll have to look it up. It's going to yeah, bother me. Look it up, but it's about... Um, Dee Dee Blanchard, I think is her name. Yeah, Dee Dee Blanchard and Gypsy Blanchard, and her mom has has Munchausen syndrome, and she keeps giving her. That's who I was talking about. That's why I thought that shit was justifiable. That's yeah. what I thought. I, I know what you're talking about, Lawrence. And when you brought that, when you Murky. said about the kid in the wheelchair, Nick, I, that's the first thing I thought of. So yeah. Yeah, that's that's like, the it's act. Like the, mo- that's... the mom is like psycho. And the mom like, is psychotic, and she she continues to give her all these fucking pills and all this stuff, and she has no idea that she actually isn't. Like, she's not disabled, she's not sick. Like, her mom forces her to be in this wheelchair, and she can actually just stand and fucking walk. But her mom forces her in this wheelchair out in public. She makes her take all these pills that just make her, like, brittle and weak and just fuck with her mind. And, and she does it all to, like, get, um... What grants. Is it? Grants what? and shit like that. She got grants, and they got... Yeah, uh, and donations like and insurance. Yep. Yeah, what's it, what's it called though when you get money for like disability, like literally, she yeah, like disability checks and all sorts of shit. It was really fucked up, but that's a really good one too. That's a longer one. That's not really like a mini series. That's kind of a longer one. I think that's a full one season series. It's like eight, eight, nine, ten episodes, but that's good too. The, a little the bit girl slow. that I was talking about named Sarah Paulson, and she made a movie based on that um, Hulu one. It was very similar, and I think it was called Run or something like that. But yeah, I know I know what you're talking about, but Sarah Paulson is the person I was referring to. All right, are we ready to dive into our brew review? All right, so it is officially episode 48 for review. We got five of them coming for you tonight. Uh, from Icicle Brewing Company, we have the German Chocolate Cake Ale uh, from Anheuser-Busch. We had the Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade. From Adele Brewing Company, we have the Good Behavior Crushable Ice 
Okay. Stella Artois, the Midnight Lager. And then finally, from Icewind Brewing Company, we have the Ludicrous Speed, which is a juicy IPA. We have quite quite the variety here tonight. Yes, yes, we do. Uh, does anybody want to go first? or I, I, I'll go first, guest here, but uh, I, I'm pour, I poured it out into a glass. Um, so I just want to let you know right now, um, start, your, start your clocks, that I just poured it. Uh, I did want to say I, I went to uh, I went to the liquor store after work today. I guess I didn't ask. Is it okay if I go first, guys? Yeah, you're good. All right. Um, so I did go to the liquor store after work today, and I, I typically will shoot Nick a Snapchat and say like I, I always want to get a beer that that hasn't been reviewed. And um, I sent him a snap and I said, "Has this one been on the podcast?" And he didn't get back to me, so I, I bought the one that I was going to choose get back in my car and like I was currently listening to two weeks ago an episode from two weeks ago because I was catching up on the episodes here and um about three minutes down the road it's it was Baca's turn to review the beer he was doing and it was the one I just bought so I was Uh, like okay well this will be interesting to go into it like to hear what he had to say so that was nice um so then I did actually go back and and get something else but my whole premise of this was I wanted to try to find a beer that I thought I wouldn't like. Because last time I was on here, I went with the, um, it was Half Brothers, Straight Cashmere, Homie. Something looked like pretty simple. I wanted to find something I would like because it was my one time on. I wanted to, uh, um, you know, just, I wanted it to be fun and put it in my mini fridge. And it was like, well, let me, I want to try to find something I don't like. Get out of my comfort zone. That's what you guys preach all the time. So, I ended up going with this um, Icewind Brewing Company, this ludicrous speed, juicy IPA. And from since when I asked, this is the head. Oh, no. I got to remove my background here for you guys to see. Just throw really, it real close in front of your face. I'll just ditch it here. Really good head here. This yeah. it's still, um, it's still like sitting right off of the top. And that, uh, it was up to the front. So it was definitely third of the glass had a head here. Um, I guess uh, I haven't had a sip yet, so I'm going to go first sip here. Smells, it has it plays like a piney smell in the head. And uh, a little bit of a, a piney flavor to it as well. It's not, it's not too piney. I know uh, Nick always talks. I brought this up last time. Nick always talks about how piney, piney beer, piney IPA is stress him out. But I guess I kind of, I think I always kind of get a little bit of a piney, piney taste in IPAs. Is there a reason, Nick, just to dive into the background of IPAs? Like, in my opinion, a lot of IPAs have that piney taste. Maybe yeah. it's just randomly what I have had. Uh, so you probably just have a slightly more. Uh, uh, less of a tolerance to the oils that come out of a hop. So that would be your like essential oils basically that come out. So your flavoring uh, or the aroma that comes out is going to be the fruitier stuff. And then the oils that come out is going to be the more uh, hoppy, piney, earthy type of taste. And you might have more of a sensitivity, which actually would be great if you like judged beer competitions because you could actually taste that. Drink more gin. That'll go away. Yeah, that's so true. Right, and I'm not a big gin fan. I remember the one time, the first time, actually, my, ah, I've had gin a couple times, but I remember the first time I had gin, and I was at a party, and someone poured out a shot, and I said, what is it? And they said, it's gin. I had no idea, like, 
I said, okay. So I just took it as the shot, and it was just like the most nasty pine needles. Which, and I've never gotten around that. Yeah, that's pretty close. That's what um, it is. It's, it's not bad. Um, this isn't a beer that I could drink all night, I don't think. Oh, um, excuse me. I also was going to say, so it's a 5.4 um, uh, alcohol abbreviation, and then the IBU is 48. Um, I don't, it's been a while since I've listened to you guys dive into the IBUs. I've, I, I used to be a little bit more comfortable with, with what those meant. I know higher is obviously like a little bit, it's just a lot, a lot more like the alcohol flavor, like the boozy flavor, right? IBUs would be a higher content of that hop oil, so it would be a little bit more uh, hoppy in a sense, so more pine needles, if that's what you taste. Okay, and then I did want to read, it had this little short um, input here. Uh, it's a big Lawrence thing, so I respect that. <laughs> yeah, so northern-born beer, serve chilled, and enjoy responsibility. Or, uh, responsibly. In today's fast-paced world of hazy IPAs, you have to take risks. We didn't. We simply jumped into a great-tasting, <laughs> juicy, pale ale with a tried-and-true blend of Idaho 7 and this one, Nick, you're probably going to have to pick you apart what I'm trying to say. You can out hops. You can out hops. I have never heard of those all through all your episodes. I may have either missed it or just not heard of it. Uh, this is the beer you need when you have gone to plaid. And so they I were really, saying, they were saying, I, in this today we need to be fast paced, experimental, but instead we played it safe. Is that what they're saying? We, well, I think uh, blending Idaho 7 and Yukonot is actually pretty impressive, considering Idaho 7 is quite uh, dank, uh, so you're going to get a lot of those earthy flavors to it, and then Yukonot is pretty tropical, so they they kind of went for it. I'm sure the hops, those hops are used at Junkyard together in tandem, so they've definitely had beers like that before, though. Okay, so I guess this last sentence... Uh, this is the beer you need when you've when you've gone plaid. When I when I read that, I just think of, I literally think of like spending a weekend in the woods, spending a weekend, you know, hiking some trails, sitting around a fire. And you guys always talk about like a certain mood that a beer is good in. And if I'm there, this beer is going to be really good. I'm going to like that. And I do like the beer. I can I can belly up to a bar anywhere and drink it and be like, this is a. I don't mind this. I like this IPA. Um, as far as uh, the mini fridge goes, I guess when I look at, I know you guys have mentioned about how you're you're getting close to a year now doing this, and how you you're putting beers in your mini fridge week after week. So you you talked about cracking down a little bit about how you can't have fifty two different beers in your mini fridge. <laughs> That's this so is true. a beer I wouldn't uh, if I was you know if I had a mini fridge in my living room right now and I stocked it weekly. This definitely would not be a weekly stock for me. Um, if I knew I was maybe gonna, um, say I'm gonna go, you know, disc golf with Nick and some buddies, this is a beer I, I would sit down maybe in between holes and have disc golf. It's an outdoor beer. It's a, it's a beer that I want to taste when I'm outdoors and enjoying the nature, which is why I love that last sentence they had on there. Um, as far as just like stocking my mini fridge week after week, I'm not going to put it in there. But, um, as far as, you know, depending on how, um, 
like how much of a, a beer connoisseur you are and how in depth you are with your your palate and stuff i think it's something that would be really enjoyable obviously you know i enjoy ipas i'm not a diehard ipa guy i'm not a super weak ipa guy but i enjoy this one so i think i think that you know take that as you will and then uh so i guess that's to sum it up i guess i'm gonna say i'm not gonna put it in my mini fridge week after week but if i'm if i'm going on like an if I know I'm if I'm going outdoors or going to spend a weekend, this isn't this isn't an outdoors on the lake beer either. This is a this is like a trees and trails beer for me. Yeah, I think uh, I think that was a very good review. If you ask me, I think you summed it up very well. So shit, good job, good job. Yeah, and then uh, I guess one last tidbit that I wanted to add, based on just listening to you guys as well, it was. Um, I think it was last episode and it was the beer that Lawrence reviewed. It was the, uh, was it, was it the creamy ale or creamy IP? I don't, it was, it was, the, it was a, uh, it was an actually, it was a nitro and it was a macchiato. Um, macchiato. Yes. Iced macchiato. And you chose to not put it in your mini fridge, right? Yes, I did not. So you, I was just thinking of of what the good terminology would be because you said it wasn't going to go in your mini fridge, which you know you, you didn't want to downplay the beer. It mm-hmm. just wasn't for it was a personal uh, put for your your mini fridge or like a personal opinion. But you said that um, they killed the description. You said they got exactly what they were looking for. Yep. And so I guess like that's kind of how I'm feeling on this one, where what I would use to describe that was, if this sounds good to you. You're gonna like it, like that. That can that does that takes away your personal bias, in my opinion, because then it's not like I don't like it, which would deter it, you know. But like if it, that's all I could think of in that last one that you reviewed was, if I'm someone that just looks for, uh, the with the coffee, the macchiato, and all that, and like if I read that and it's like, well, some of them are good, some of them aren't good. Like I guess you're, in my opinion, if you would have, if you would have, based on your review, if you would have said, if this sounds good to you, it's going to be good. I would have been fully bought into that. So, I guess that's what I'm saying on this beer here. It's like if you're a, if you read the little tidbit and are and like all that jazz and in, in in their description, if that sounds good to you, like it's it's a good beer. It's it's not bad. It's not overwhelming or bitter or all that you know whatever. But that's uh that's all I have to say on that. Not so. for you. Simply right. not for you. All right. right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal the show here because mine's actually gonna be uh, uh, fairly short. Um, I have the uh, Stella Artois Midnight Lager. Um, it's it pours very uh, it pours very dark. Um, obviously, you look if you'd see the bottle, it is a pure black bottle with gold label, um, premium dark lager. Uh, it really really pours smells everything looks like a stout it's you think you know or even or even closer to a porter but uh, i mean it's real dark it's got that really uh dark brown head on it um it's it's definitely a domestic attempt at a stout and i honestly think that might be what they even tried to go for but they just kept it too cold because it drinks it drinks like a lager. It's it's not as as heavy or or hard to take down like stouts or porters, um, but it's got all the characters 
of of a stout. It, it you can and when I say it's not a domestic, it's because you're not getting those layers of flavors. You're not getting like a uh, you're not you're not getting like a uh, a peanut butter with a hint of coffee. You're not getting like a you know like a walnut. Uh, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of just very porter esque type uh, beverages, but you know, it's 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 very domestic. Uh, hence, Stella is the one that's making it. But I mean, it's a very good. It's a great, great introductory to darker beer. So if you're if you're intimidated by like you get that dark color and you're like, oh, I know I won't like that beer because it's it's clearly not for me. It's way too dark. I like Bud Light, Miller Light, whatever. Um, it's very domestic. Uh, it, it has more of a stout flavor, but it drinks like lager. Nothing t- really shoots out. It has very slight and subtle stout uh, uh, type of flavors. Very light peanut butter, or not peanut butter, but very light, like, gosh, I don't know how to even describe it. It's just so much like a basic domestic stout. That's like all I can really explain it as. And uh, it, it's not going to go in my mini fridge because if I'm gonna if I'm gonna want something that's, I guess more stouty even though it's considered a lager um i'd want something with a little bit more depth of flavor um but it is very drinkable so that's that's something to take out of it uh introductory to a dark beer um and then you can maybe slowly work your way into into more i guess infused flavors um but not going to go into my mini fridge because uh simply of what i what i just said so who's next oh yeah I'll take the next one. Uh, so from Adele Brinko, I have the Good Behavior Crushable IPA. Uh, it's 110 calorie calorie IPA at 4% ABV, so it is a session. Uh, this beer is brewed with a couple of different hops that are actually pretty interesting. So they have HBC 586, Citra, and Amarilla. HBC 586 is a hop variety that was crossbred between uh yakima valley and then it was also crossbred between haas uh, which is another large hop provider so uh it has a very fruity character to it um it's extremely light in body and uh quite it, it doesn't have like a soft mouthfeel or anything like that it's actually quite light in taste as well um so this beer is fantastic if you are trying to drink it like fourth of july something like that outside uh, it's really hot out. You want some hop character, uh, throw this into your mini fridge. In the dead of winter, it doesn't warm you up enough. It's only 4% ABV for an IPA. So uh, currently, this is not going to go in my mini fridge, uh, but I assume I'll be picking this up more for like the disc golf course, things like that. It's thirst quenching, and it's got a very good uh, hop bill. Uh, so yeah, that was the Good Behavior Crushable IPA from Odell Brewing Company. All right, I'll go next. I got the Dark Persuasion German Chocolate Cake Ale. And I want to note that that this is classified as an ale. Um, it's out of Leavenworth, Washington by Isic- Icicle Brewing Company. I want to start I want to start with the Baca, Baca Jabbar gulp here. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, BJG. Give me and then BJG. I want to go right into the Lawrence tidbit. Yeah, a really cool... Uh, a little saying on the side it says you can finally have your cake and drink it too dark persuasion is brewed with rich coconut vanilla cocoa nibs with which evoke flavors of german chocolate cake dark roasted specialty malts enhance the chocolate character and warrior hops balance the sweet milk sugar and malty goodness making this milk stout decadent and drinkable 
So that kind of threw me off here, Nick. I hope you can help me out here. On the side of the can, it says it's a milk stout. Right in the fucking very front, it says it's an ale. I am confused. <laughs> it definitely tastes like a stout. I can help you. Uh, so stouts are brewed with ale yeast. Uh, so they are a stout is a type of ale. So therefore, you can classify either either one. Is that you basically how it should. Goes? So that's the interesting part. You should be classifying it as a stout, especially if it tastes like a stout. It's got the ABV of a stout, um, probably the same ingredients as a stout. You should classify it as a stout, but they may have branded it as an ale for the people that drink their beer. Yeah, I, I okay, that makes a lot more sense because when I was drinking it, that was the craziest thing. I was like, okay, it's branded as an ale, but it definitely tastes like either like a like a chocolate stout or some type of porter, you know. But it's because it definitely has it tastes like a Mullins bar. It has that dark chocolate with a hint, a little bit of coconut. But it's, I'm mainly getting dark chocolate. But at the same time, I'm getting a lot of sugar, too. So it's not just like a dark, rich chocolate. It's very sweet. Drinkability. I, I wouldn't really say it's there. It's hard to drink more than one or two of these a night. And I've had this six pack for a couple a couple nights, so that means a lot. So I, I have I've only drinking like maybe one a night, and then switch to something else because I have, it's just not, it's not there. It, it doesn't mouthfeel oh, is medium. It doesn't linger too often. Uh, the, the what you get in the back of your throat is, which is weird, weird combination, which is dark chocolate and sugar. It's it's two different tastes. Um, so it's not milk chocolate, but. Uh, I, I gotta say, am I gonna put this in my mini fridge? No, but I do have to shout out the can art. I've sent you guys a picture. It's it's pretty fucking sick. It's a nice purple can with mountains in the background and a skier hiking up a hiking up a slope. It looks like, and I think they they did brand it very well. It's a German chocolate cake. Um, it's dark. It's dark persuasion. You know, like it's dark beer. Sure, it's not terrible. I I don't want to say I'm like I'm bashing on it, but I'm not going to add this into my mini fridge, mainly because it's very sweet. It's very sweet, and I, I was expecting – I don't know what I was expecting, to be honest, because I wasn't expecting such a stouty f- flavor, even though I should have been, because it's called Dark Persuasion German Chocolate Cake. But it, it's too sweet. That's what I got to say, the final word. So it will not be going in my mini fridge. We are 0 for 4. <laughs> so Pocket, can you help us out? Hey, let me let me come at you with the saving grace the podcast here. Let me tell you. The only thing nothing makes you feel more old than drinking a pounder at 8:30 at night and thinking about my god, am I going to feel like ass in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> All right. First off, out the bat, but I'm reviewing the Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade, five percent alcohol, hundred calories, twenty five fluid ounces. All right, so you know we start this off with, you know, the big old gulp, gulp, the BJG bucket to bar gulp. By the merch, it's not out yet, but it it will be at some point. Well, I mean, like we literally only probably are gonna have one for sale after all of our pre-sales. So. <laughs> I'm on that pre-sale. You know, I'm on that pre-sale. <laughs> that, that shout out last. That shout out last week. I heard you loud and clear. I'm right there. <laughs> um, I'm actually super surprised with how this seltzer came out. It is. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say it's fantastic, and I'm gonna say it jumps up to number one in my wow! leaderboard of one? seltzers. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I'll number one court. seltzer I've Best tried. This this taste no, hundred percent better than Coors. Hundred like, better than White Claw, better than all of it. This tastes like you're drinking like Hubert's lemonade, whatever it's called. Like better than Kenny's lemonade. Hundred percent better. It's nuts. Hundred percent better than heavy. It it it, it, ta- it tastes like lemonade. You don't get any alcohol, first of all, and it it's 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 so it's so goddamn smooth. Like the only question I'm, I have. If it tastes like lemonade, could you mix this with vodka and would it be good? If that if that's the answer, this might be the best lemonade of all time. Yes, you can mix it with vodka. You wouldn't be able to tell the difference. It it is actually I w- I was super skeptical. Actually, um, my buddy Tyler told me to pick it up, and I I was like, okay, it's another seltzer, but this this is straight up like I got the lemonade flavor. There's like black cherry and everything, but this lemonade one. Is top notch. This might be the best seltzer I've ever tried. So, um, oh, big fucking news. Budweiser, Bud Light, everybody, shout out! Holy they, cow! They did a good job with this one, and it, it will actually go into my mini fridge. Like I, I could drink these and like not even like wince at the flavor, which is nice for its seltzer. You're not getting that after like alcohol burn taste that you get from a lot of these guys or like even like the beer flavor you're getting you're getting straight up lemonade from this so um i'm like i i went into this thinking i was not gonna like it and i i was gonna regret drinking this but i can't stop sipping it so uh, (laughs) i'm gonna put it in my mini fridge i'm I'm gonna be honest with you it goes on my seltzer shelf would you recommend everybody that listening to you right now goes out and buy a tall boy this right now right here Buy tall boy, you, you you be you're like at the state fair buying a fresh squeezed lemonade. Ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. I'll have to give it a try. I actually, I got a, I got a question. Um, did I don't know how long ago this came out or the the news came out? Did that Gordon Ramsay seltzer ever come out yet? Not I yet. Don't, I don't believe so. I, I don't just think thought of that when, when when box. I don't when box saying that this was like his new favorite seltzer. Um, I don't know. It just came to me. I was. I remember listening to that on my way home. I, I know where I was when I was listening to that, ironically, but that was months ago when that was on the podcast. So yeah, I was I'm just actually... curious if that ever came out because I hadn't. I I only heard about that through the podcast from you guys. I didn't see any of that on social media, and then I haven't since. So it sparked yeah. my memory there. Oh, uh, God, I haven't seen anything date. yet either. The uh, the another article that I have just recently read was uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade might have mastered the hard seltzer with its newest lineup, and this was on a this on Bro Bible. So oh. I mean, I'm just saying I haven't tried theirs yet, but I'm just saying like I've tried a lot of seltzers in my day. I maybe I tried Mike's Hard Seltzers next, but like this is the best seltzer that I've ever put down my gullet. Have you tried the seltzer from Swing Barrel yet? I haven't. I th- I think that one you're definitely going to end up enjoying. If you like like more flavor, less uh, bullshit, you know what I mean? Like, right. I think you're going to end up enjoying that. I'll think of that one a shot. So, launch, he doesn't have a, a specific date. All it says is uh, launched a line of hard seltzers in early 2021 so i mean we got another what two two months to be considered early 2021 yeah but yeah. uh first third is first third so you got two more months that's what yeah, i yeah it's a series of four flavors in partnership with brew 
Pipeline and Global Brews of London. So it's gonna global... take a while for that shit to get over here then. Yeah, exactly. I mean Global Brews of London, so I'm assuming if if it's Global Brews of London, they'll probably have some sort of ship global shipping, but it'll probably be at least a, probably a couple extra months after that. Um I said yes, even Ramsey. Yes, even I enjoy a hard seltzer after a long day, so I decided to toss the devil horns into the ring and heat things up, Ramsey said in an opaque statement about the launch. And they're all based off of, like, I think drinks he has at his restaurant that he turned into hard seltzers. But I'm just curious what these babies are going to charge you. They're going to taste like shit. They're going to be overpriced. That's my prediction of 2021. Gordon Ramsay's going to have the worst seltzer on the market. You shut the fuck up, you fucking donut. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that wraps up the brew review for episode 48. Again, from Ice Cold Brewing Company, we had the German chocolate cake ale from uh, Anheuser-Busch. We had the Bud Light Seltzer lemonade flavor from Odell Brewing Company. We had the Good Behavior Crushable IPA from Stella Artois. We had the Midnight Locker from Icewind Brewing Company. We had the Ludicrous Speed Juicy IPA. That's five beers. That's five beers. That is five beers. And we went one for five. So, do we have a would you rather? Yeah, I do have a would you rather. And this one lives in my brain till the day I die. Um, Age old question. Um, But we took a new twist on it this week. Would you rather be a bear and fight a gorilla? Or would you rather be a gorilla (laughs) and fight a bear? Okay. So, it's a a bear and and gorilla to... To the death match, is that what we're saying? And yeah, you gotta we'll, pick we'll, one of the two. We'll do this. And we'll just say that humans are controlling both. So you have full actions of both of them. So, like, the person oh. you're fighting. So, wait, I'm not a bear outside the fight. I'm only a bear in, like, 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 no, that but, like one you, movie you're, called you're actually that, but, like, you, you have your human instincts and whatnot, whatever. Like, you, oh, you, human mind, but different body. Different body. Yep. I'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna take this one. I'm gonna tie it all back. Uh, so. I would rather be a. I would rather be a. Whoa! Whoa! Oh! What's happening? I think Calvin left his mic. Mute that one real quick. All right. So I would rather be the bear, and that's mainly because when I was watching the magicians, somebody turned into a bear. Somebody turned into a bear, and he took down every single animal and person that was around. Him. Yeah, so, but was this North America though? This is a North American bear taking on North America. They were in New have York. You seen... he took down every single animal have that you... was in the zoo. Have you seen a fucking gorilla? A fucking how how heavy are gorillas? How heavy? That's that's my question. Or, I'm, I'm looking up. Nick, more continue. More than 150 pounds. But I'm going bear. I mean, I'm just saying. I saw it on the magicians. It has to be real. Uh, so I'm gorillas are. 800 pounds! Wait, the average silverback weighs around 350 pounds. What are you looking at? I don't know, but it said 800 pounds. And I'm no, pumped. the average silverback weighs around 350 and stands at five and a half feet tall. I'm on a Wikipedia page <laughs> called the 800 gorillas. So let me, let where me are you seeing that fact? I, I would assume gorillas are like pushing 500 average at least no it says three it says three silver this is this is on the bulletin on the gonzaga 
Okay, I picked to be the biggest gorilla of all time, which was six feet tall and 589 <laughs> no, pounds. No, you can't My, pick that. Was, average, <laughs> average both. Average both. What kind of bear? What kind of bear? That it's is, a, uh, that's big. It's a fucking grizzly bear. Yeah. Can we get a grizzly bear's, uh, Okay, weight? so I'm going to go ahead and say I'm, I'm choosing gorilla. I'm choosing gorilla. They got opposable thumbs, first of all. And gorillas are just, they're crazy strong. They're like 10 times stronger than human. They have much more function, I think, than a bear. I mean, a bear can like stand, obviously, and he can bite and he has claws instead of just like, but I mean, monkeys or gorillas, first of all, can fucking bite. And I think they're much more coordinated and have a lot more like, I don't know, they they can sway around. Cool. what grizzly grizzly bears weigh upward of seven hundred pounds? The males are heavier than females can weigh up to seventeen hundred pounds. It ain't the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size <laughs> of the fight in the dog. I think uh, I think that statement right there goes towards the gorillas, man. Those things are beasts. I don't have an opinion. I'm still listening. I just wanted to chime in. So we said the big. Oh my! I don't. I'm just saying, man, gorillas are way more, like, coordinated than bears. Although a bear can snag a fucking fish real quick out of the water like that. Just bang, bam. They got a big old fish in their mouth. But, dude, gorillas, gorillas can swing. I'm coming at you from above. I'm, I'm saying one you from the I side. But the biggest gorilla we saw was 589. The biggest grizzly I'm seeing right here was 10 feet long, 6 inches, and was 1,200 pounds. Just no contest. Yeah, no, it's the bear all day. No yeah. contest. Bears are you, you faster. Don't... You can clock them. They're faster. They have claws. What They're kind of arena are we in? Are we in like some jungle arena? Are we in? Are we let's, in a? Let's put you in an octagon cage, UFC style. Oh, oh, gorilla! Okay, I still think. I think. Okay, so we're talking. Yeah, we're talking. I'm taking like, both of them versus one every fan there, every human fan there. I'm taking both of them. Two I v think, two v three thousand. Even if bears are faster. I think gorillas are quicker. As, you know, we're talking agility. Yeah, yes. say that sentence once more. Because <laughs> uh, bears are faster, but the gorillas quicker. Is that? Yeah, yes. that's a I true 100% thing. I 100% agree. That's a true thing. Can like, we be a polar bear? No, it, grizzlies. It's grizzlies versus silverbacks right now. I think and the claws. I, I would. I think the claws are huge. Because what does the, what does the silverback have? The silverback has its jaw, really. It has yeah, and, and and it's strong. That's it. You You're know what? Right, but what's so, it gonna? It's not gonna. Oh it's my, not gonna. The it's gorilla's not gonna got combos. You. It's got the Talk thumb. It the has a opposable thumb. <laughs> the gorilla doesn't have combos. You're not gonna. Bro. You're not gonna see this grizzly throw a one-two. That's you're not true. gonna see nothing. That is grizzly. true. He's gonna a throw a big old never ride a, a gorilla, and a gorilla could ride a grizzly. That's, I guarantee that's you. Hey, I'll put my fucking dick on this. You put a gorilla. Silverback, full-grown versus a full-grown grizzly bear in a cage. The gorilla eats that shit up in one minute. I yeah, think exactly. I will put every money at. No, one. no, no, no. The, <laughs> the grizzly eats that shit up in one. Yeah, minute. Not, no, no contest. The gorilla like, ten out of throw ten times. Piece. And oh, chicken select. He's hey, done. I got a stat. I, I got a stat. I want one of you guys to look up and see if you can do it quick. Can we? Can we check the stat of like the? the diameter or length of jaw openings between a silverback and a grizzly. 
Dude, a, sub- a Siberian tiger has the edge over grizzly bears. This is a random animal fact. Who can, but... who can open their mouth wider? Like, who's going to win in the, in the I'm going to bite your face off battle? I think the bear is kind of a one-trick pony. Like, the bear is the uh, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar type of type of player here. And then the gorilla, you know, they've got a little bit more skill. But Kareem, he's badass for a reason. So yeah, if you have that one, that one skill set and you're down to it. Power wins. Grizzlies are massive. I don't think you guys understand how Grizzlies massive are big. Grizzlies are. They they have fucking claws that will shred through that gorilla's skin so quick. They're faster than the gorilla. They they have more speed. They have more height. They have more strength. Gorillas are fucking built, but they ain't no fucking grizzly. They they, they run at they run at a grizzly bear. Bow done shredded. Bow done I, I got, shredded I got some, again. Some jaw facts here. I don't have the size of the jaw, but I have the PSI pressure that the jaws can produce. Okay. Grizzly bear, we're sitting at about 900, 975 PSI, pounds per, per square inch, okay? And then mm-hmm. we're talking about gorilla, we're sitting about 1,300 PSI. That's about twice as much. Okay. Okay. I, I actually okay. do have the stats here. Silverback gorilla, height, five average, six largest, weight between 300 and 400 pounds. 500 pounds largest main weapon bite and strength grizzly bear 10 feet tall weight about 700 to 800 pounds 1500 largest main weapons bites claw and strength so uh, so bites he's he's got he's just one up those so, claws too are like three inches the, the claws started, are the game I started changer cheating a little bit and i started looking up some facts and the Grizzlies winning. Although I originally chose Gorilla, and I'm gonna not try and change my answer because I cheated. Uh, I do think I definitely was thinking that they were the same size in that aspect. I would take the Gorilla, but just based on size alone, I mean this. I'm it's looking four stuff feet up. And it's difference like, minimum. Yeah, yeah, it's like imagine a 70 pound person fighting a 210 pound person. But you do just, have to say you know, that if you're saying like, the, gri- the the Grizzly is 10 feet tall, that is not their primary like walking 10 they're not 10 feet tall walk like, there's that's right, their back right, legs right but they're so, still like, that's fucking not their massive. primary that's but true also, if you think also... about that that's like six feet of liability behind you there because they're only using about three feet of what they got they're like Grit. Gen- they're also like genetically built to fight on their hind legs though like they're genetically built to fight yeah but the thing is what, if they're on their hind legs a gorilla can back off because he, he, it knows it can't charge here, them. here's what this here's what this website says gorillas and grizzlies actually have very similar fighting styles they both tend to stand on their hind feet engage face to face with their enemy so if we're talking about the height of the grizzly you gotta minus the height of the gorilla because that is on their hind feet as well um gorillas will pound with their fists and bite grizzlies will swipe with their claws and bite so you wanted to get pounded by a fist, or would you rather get fucking swiped up by three-inch claws? I think so they, a gorilla. Yeah, the gorilla a has less defense too, because it says the gorilla has less a, a thinner skin than a grizzly. That's what I've been reading. Does it? That was one of my questions. Was who has the thick? I would have guessed that a that a uh, gorilla would have had a, a thicker skin, I, based no. on just how coarse they are. Yeah, I it guess. says this 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 un like unfiltered website that I have no idea if it's good or not, but it says the gorilla has very little way of defense. Yeah, ex- I, I, I'm doesn't have facts now too. We're, we're kind of cheating. Typically, we don't really look up facts, I guess. But uh, well, I do want to say it. Does. I do want to say that uh, my original thought was grizzly, and I wanted to think about my one my original 
My original thought was Grizzly, but my one, um, like, let's think about it, was my whole, uh, like, agility and speed thing, where, like, a gorilla, or, a, yeah, a gorilla could, like, get back 40 feet, and, like, when they choose to, like, charge, they can go, like, zero to top speed very quick, like, and, like, in a short distance. Like, they are, you've, most of us have seen either videos or in person of gorillas moving around at a zoo. Or, like, charging the glass walls or whatever at a zoo. And they are, like, very quick and aggressive. And, like, they'll come at you with just two banging fists. Right. But that's just, just, there's no cutting power there. I will say, top speed of a grizzly is 35 miles per hour. Top speed of gorilla, 25 miles per hour. Can you guys, can you guys look, can you guys just look up a picture of a paw of a grizzly bear? A full-grown grizzly bear? And tell me what you would pick after that picture yeah i yeah i've seen it it's 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 scary man it's terrifying it's nuts so i I, kind of settled this debate but my debate is who would you rather see in the wild and like not provoke or anything but like who would if you're walking on like a hiking trail would you rather see a grizzly bear like 50 yards away or a gorilla 50 yards away no, I would rather see a gorilla. Well, based off of this, yeah, I'd probably say gorilla, honestly. But I mean, I'd I'd rather just choose choose neither. But do they have cubs? <laughs> like, do they have cubs right next to them? Uh, no, both situations Un- are unbeknownst. Solo male. <laughs> what? We male? throw in so many hypotheticals in these. <laughs> it's so funny. No, I'm just saying. Like, I I like my favorite streamer, Nick Merckx, does this question like weekly on his stream, and he's been vehemently um, like, uh, grizzly bears win ten out of ten times. Like, there's no there's no shot. There's no shot. Yeah, I I looked up uh like what animals could possibly beat a grizzly bear. It's pretty far and few between, and I mean it's elephants rhinos if they had like a heads up hippos a giraffe dude hippos are scary hippos are the scariest animal on this planet yeah straight up (laughs) if you throw a hippo and like the only animal on this planet that i think that could beat up a hippo is luna dude a hippo is a fucking grizzly bear in africa with no no like fur and a bigger fucking mouth that's what a hippo is yep yep and they they definitely got tougher skin that's just armor man yeah, yeah. Hippos. Does anybody else want to eat hippo? Hippo looks delicious. <laughs> it looks like a giant ass juicy cow. There's no way that shit isn't coarse as hell. I would. Lo- it's like venison, dude. You gotta get around. No, it. You gotta know how to make. It. <laughs> oh, I bet man. you that shit's so tough. No, hippos. Hippos are these like that. That's one animal I would never want to walk up on on Imagine a wrong day. Imagine a hippo chili. Ooh. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Hippo chili sounds good. <laughs> I've never heard the words hippo chili like together, but you already you sold me on the title. Hippo you, chili. You say, you say hey, you want to come over this weekend? Like we're, we're gonna we're gonna mix up some uh, like some mini weenies, uh, probably some like grande nachos. We're gonna have hippo chili. <laughs> yeah, like, and it's like um, it's like damn, like that's got hippo in the really grill. Good. All right, well, I think we settled that debate. Are we ready for our next segment? I'm I been excited to sing this song all day. Word of the week. Boop, boop, boop. Word, Word of the of week. week. <laughs> all right. Okay, so I always have struggles getting it to uh, play right because it's kind of, it's hard to like, you know, when you're on your phone, there's those random like X buttons or whatever. They're like impossible to click. 
This is like one of those things is getting the, the sound out, but let me try. Hypobulia. Nailed it the first time. That time. I wasn't but, okay, let me put it up there. It's called, it's Hypobulia. H-Y-P-O-B-U-L-I-A. I think I did that right. I'm reading it backwards. Yeah, Hypobulia. So H-Y-P-O-B-U-L-I-A. Hypobulia. This Obviously, is when you have hypo. This is like when you can't stop shitting because like hypertension that means you, you have high blood pressure, right? We're talking hypo. We're doing with the we're we're sticking with the hippo. This means you have a large amount <laughs> of shit in your rectum and you can't stop spewing it out. Oh my god! You went from hypo to hyper to hippo. That's right. <laughs> Which are That's three very working. different. <laughs> Hypobilia. That means hypobilia means Bulia. when you when hypobilia. hypobilia means you're scared of um outside animals that will come to attack you. You're a hypobilioist. <laughs> I like it. Uh, hypobilia is uh when you are you eject. Well, yeah, you eject your food after eating. I imagine it being like bulimia, uh, but you don't have control over it. So it's hypobulia. You, it just instantly all comes out. Thanks, Google. <laughs> no, uh, this sir. Is a, this is a tough one. I'm trying, I'm trying really hard to like, you guys come up so quick with your answers. And they're just, some of them are <laughs> just like. live show, bud. You yeah, you just got to send it. Some of them are just like first thought. And I'm just like, I'm going to break this. I'm going to break this down. Remember before the episode, Calvin was like, dude, I remember it was it's so easy to fucking think about it. And this over, now he's over here. Oh, no, last week, last week, last week it was a uh, bi- uh, biblio hey, poll. Hey, I remember stop it. Stalling. Stop stalling. What okay. do you got? What do you got? Hi- Hypobulia. So. Hypo, an extension of, um, I think you have too much, too much information that it you start to get worried. Um, Ia is like a syndrome, so like something that um, I think you get scared. Um, hypo, an over over um, abundance of, and then bulia. I was trying to figure out words with that with that like um, context, and I was just information was what came to me so i'm gonna go with it it's when you hypobilia is when when you know too much and you kind of get worried about it you know it's like you have too much you know too much and you start to get nervous you're afraid of of how much you know all right so by far calvin was the closest Welcome, Mr. boys. Mr. Breakdown. This, this man only took four other people to say something and is finally chipped in. I, hey, I, ain't I don't know why it. you guys are busting out your answers. I ain't so calling it. <laughs> so he, if he would have steered in just a slightly different direction, he would have almost fucking nailed it. Uh, yeah, it is the lowered ability to make decisions or act because of impaired willpower. So... Very close. So, like, we all remember having hypobulia in front of the ice cream truck when you can't decide whether to take vanilla or chocolate ice cream. It's because you're given all this information and you can't decide. So he's very, very close. Like, you were pretty much on the, on the, what's it, cuffs? No. On the cusp. On the cusp, yes. <laughs> I think you know I'm on the cusp. Says the word guy. 
I, you know what I'm most happy about that is that um, I was essentially exactly opposite in what I was guessing. Um, well, hypo. Said, you guys are thinking hypo and hyper are the same, and they're they're opposite. Right. So I got messed up there. So it was an under. It was you know like the only one that I kind of guessed on was information, and that was the one that was most right. So I I'm happy I was about on that. the right track, which is the complete opposite way. I I think I have hypobilia every time I go into a liquor store and try to get beer. So do I. So, 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 so you're telling me I. you're telling me Lawrence you're telling me Lawrence if if I would have known that the difference if my brain would have known the difference between hyper and hypo and it would have known I would have said it's the fear of knowing not enough information. I don't know what you would have said really. And I would have and I would have <laughs> nailed that. You you, you, were, boys, you were very boys, close. I will be back in a, I will be back in a few months. I will study up my my subjects and prefixes and all the uh, all this the breakdowns of words, and I'm gonna be back for a hundred percent correct next time. You're not allowed back on until you read the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> Every fucking hey, word. I, I do wanna I do wanna actually while we're all here together, just say the episode where Nick got the uh, the the boot of beer. Round of applause. Absolutely mind blown. That was yeah, the uh, that has oh. stuck with me since. That was an amazing moment. I made my I made my mother listen through that moment. That it was, was remind the audience. Remind the audience, Kelvin. What are you talking about? Oh, I don't even remember the word, but uh, it was a very German sounding word. And and Nick said that's when you order. Um, that's when you order like uh. A pint of beer or or like whatever but it comes in a boot and and he literally said like i'll have the whatever the word was <laughs> and then it was it was your turn fields and you said i got nothing nick's right that's it and then uh and it, he turned out to be right and you were just like nick was so right that he sold me on it <laughs> i don't remember that, the word that was i think that was like one of the first words of the week too yeah it was I'm like searching searching for it. it wasn't I'm the first searching. but it was like two or three and it's been a major, like, just decline ever since that moment. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, only got to live on that high horse for one week. But, guys, that wraps up episode 48 of Booze and Banter. Again, we reviewed from High School Brewing Company the German chocolate cake ale from Anheuser-Busch, the Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade uh, from Odell Brewing Company, the Good Behavior Crushable IPA from Stella Artois, the Midnight Lager, and from Icewind Brewing Company, the Ludicrous Speed Juicy IPA. That's all going to be written in the show notes because I've said it so fast because we have so many. Do we have? Oh. Samuel Adams, you brewery sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Some words of wisdom? Of course. Um, experience is not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens to you. Just like buying a new battery for Carol. <laughs> Get off of Carol, bro. <laughs> All right, Calvin. We got to give you a sign-off to end the show. Let's hear it. Oh, yeah. Um, episode two, I I mentioned earlier it was tough to listen to myself in episode one, the first time I was on, but I thought I paced myself a little better and did a little better. So I guess we'll find out whenever I listen to it. Um, another thing I guess I wanted to say was I'm obviously a friend of all four of you guys. I know you personally, so it's not like I'm just like a super I, – I, you know, I consider myself a super fan of your podcast here, but I'm not no stranger 
here. I definitely know all you guys, but you mentioned in a, in a couple um, early episodes that you you Nick, you have the data of like where your listeners are from and all that jazz. So I'm just really curious as a listener from the area who is friends with you, if there are, you know, a lot of your weekly listeners are, you know, family friends. I'm curious if there are weekly listeners from overseas, because you mentioned you had a couple that, you know, you had a couple listeners that were just from nowhere near us. And so I guess if you're one of those listeners I, you know, Baca, you always talk about the Twitter, um, uh, banter underscore booze, correct? That's right. Yep. Tweet us. Yes, sir. We'll send you some merch. Booze. I would really like, as a friend of these four and a listener of the podcast, I would really like, if you're one of those people, if you are still here listening to this moment of this podcast and you are from nowhere near Midwest or nowhere even near Fargo, I'm just curious, like, where are you from? Um, it's, I, I can guarantee you hands down, tell you that if you, um, shoot in a message, a DM or anything to any of these four guys on this podcast, it is going to absolutely make all four of their days and, um, mean so much. And also to myself, I'm just curious, um, who else listens, you know, with me, you know, I'm a, I'm a weekly listener. I, I love all four of these guys and, and the content is so interesting to listen to, but that's what I wanted to, to throw out on the podcast was if you are. Someone who's not either a friend of these four, a family member of these four, someone who you like, you don't know any of these four guys. Send a Twitter DM. I'm I, I know all four of these guys want to know who you are too, and I do too, and I'm just curious. So, um, I guess anyone out there that supports the podcast, uh, in addition to me, that's awesome. Um, I'm obviously not on the hind hind side of it, but anytime I get the chance to come on here, it's been a couple months since I've been on here last. It was October, November, but. Um, I was happy to be on. I had a great time. It was a fun podcast. Um, I can't thank all you guys enough, obviously. And it's hell yeah. Uh, I look forward to the future episodes, and I, I I know, or at least I hope, that I'll be back again soon, in a a couple months or so. I'll have some updates in my life with the new job and all that jazz. So, thank you again for having me on, and that's what I got for you guys tonight. Round of applause, everybody! Woo! Yes, you're very welcome. We'll have to have a seedle. Which was shut the fuck up. I'll have a seedle. We'll have a seedle. I'll take a seedle. Uh, I will say, adding on to Kelvin's pot, our last uh, monologue there, if anyone's out there that doesn't know us personally, tweets at us and happens to be in the Fargo area, and you're, if you're still listening to it right now, hey, I'll come out. I'll buy you a beer. Tweet, oh, yeah. tweet us say. pineapple to get some merch. Please if you tweet us pineapple, pineapple, and I don't know you personally, I'll bu- I'll give you a fucking shirt. <laughs> the merch is not even made up yet, but I'll 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 make it happen. We'll make okay, it happen, and, and that's and that's documented now. So like, if if the, if you're legit listening and you do that, Fields is gonna buy your ass a shirt. That's right. Send me yeah, yeah. Just just DM us uh uh Addy, and I'll fucking send you a shirt. We only have sizes right. medium, large, XL, and double XL. That's it. So <laughs> yeah, fuck them small bitches. Oh, God. Okay. That is our time to sign off. Have a good night, everybody. We do not.